Alrighty, welcome to our weekly, we try to make it weekly podcast, Triple Thrill, except the triple isn't really triple today because our boy Rahul unfortunately could not join us, so uh, this is your substitute host Justin with uh, your other boy Samurat, say hi Samurat. Help me! Okay, so that was our that was our podcast for this week, thank you for tuning in. Alright. Today's episode is hopefully not going to take too long um, because it's painful to even think about what we're going to talk about. We are going into a bit of an analysis and thoughts about game one and game two of the Oilers and Jets series. So Sam, here's less less so analysis and more so just venting. general thoughts just a lot of venting a lot of venting it's mostly a venting session to be honest with you guys already samrat uh i suppose let's let's start with game one right. let's start with game one so 4-1 loss although in reality it was more like a 2-1 loss again those two were just empty net goals what did you think all right just oh I, I guess we do have to mention those empty net goals the third one was pretty bad. Both, I mean, both of them were pretty bad. Like, I've, just seeing how they scored literally right after Smith went to the bench. Um, although I think the third, really was, the third one was was bad because I think the puck hit the Raf Hay. I mean, I I don't know for the third one. Yeah, no. I think I, I think in, in either case, like whatever. I don't empty nets or empty nets, whatever. In in my mind, it was a no. T- but the problem is defending, like. They got the puck off our player in the neutral, and they scored the third, and then they did. Then, like the game was pretty much over at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like we li- we had the chance to tie it up in the dying minutes. We had to push for it, but then we literally just like Jets just like ha, huh, screw off. I'm okay, but but let's let's backtrack though. Let's backtrack. So even before that, right? Let's just talk about your impressions of the game as a whole, okay? Not just the whole empty net debacle, but as a whole, what did you think? Game one. I mean, the game wasn't really played at a high level. Both teams really looked maybe not slow, but they weren't quite sharp. It it definitely didn't feel like a playoff game, especially when you look at the other playoff games that were played before the Canadian Division One started. This one was pretty lackluster. So my question for you, right, and I was thinking about this as well, is that just a byproduct of not having fans being there to hype up the teams, or is that just the style of play in the North? Is it just a lackadaisical? Does it lack that intensity? What do you think? No, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at, like, the Montreal-Toronto games, I, I don't think... They were like, well, I mean, you could argue that maybe they're not as intense as the other ones, like the other playoff series are, but I thought they had good physicality, good, they had good energy. Like the, the guys were really going for it. Obviously, like the Tavares injury really kind of messed things up, but, and I'm not saying that the game one for Oilers and Jets was like lacking quality. Like there were good moments. Like both teams are able to create some good chances, right? Goalies had to come up big. Uh, Jets played some really good team defense. I, I thought that was pretty pretty well done. It just wasn't like a high ceiling kind of thing where like like a lot of skills being shown, a lot of like fight. But 
I don't think it's a Canadian thing, dude. I honestly think like with Jets, it was more like, you know, they, they were having a bad kind of run of games coming into the playoffs, but they had won their last one. And so they just wanted to, I feel like for Jets, it was more so just feeling out, uh, trying out the whole defensive kind of, or just trying their strategy for like collapsing to the net, making sure they were going to take those, uh, put their body on the line for the blocks and trying to see how the Oilers were going to play first. I think for Oilers though, I think that's a bit disappointing because technically we kind of are the, yeah, we're the favorites for this. And with a team that's not or lacking playoff experience, that's, it's pretty important to come out the blocks roaring, you know, go in with that high intensity, high energy, but it's also, I don't think it's a lack of fans. That's the problem. Like, or like, I don't think it's enough for an excuse. For an excuse. As players, you should be motivated even without the fans to be able Mm -hmm. to want to do well for yourself, for your teammates, right? The whole team, the whole city that you play for. If there's no fans, I get it, but you still are playing out there for a reason. Like, are you only out there just because like, Hey man, I'm making big bucks. I'm, I'm done for this season. Right. Like look at Tampa last season. Right. I don't, I don't think they have fans the whole time. No, it was the bubble. There were no fans. There were no fans. No, I mean, like look at the teams that are making it. Like they had something to prove. They wanted to win the cup and they wanted to make up for their disastrous playoffs the year before. Like they were motivated. You don't need fans to tell you to, tell you like hey we got to win the game they want to win those games that's what you want right that's what motivated players want like they want to win stuff there's a stanley cup you have a chance at it you know you don't want to you don't want to go out there disappointing yourself your teammates and then fans and being like oh it's just another year yeah no i I I honestly don't know why I i like for oilers i don't know i don't know exactly what it was i think i i'm not saying they didn't have like a like, it was still a decent game. Like, I still think Oilers outplayed the Jets, and we should have won that game. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, amazing from both teams. But at least Jets were able to get the job done. That's the big thing. And they improved in the second game as well. So that's another huge thing you could say about that. But for Oilers, though, no, I think it's an Oilers thing. It's not, it's not a Canadian division thing. Okay, that being said, I think you know what. Let's just scrap the whole game by game analysis. Game one and game two, we can just we can just talk about as a whole because I think, quite honestly, two very similar games in my opinion. I I don't agree with that. I I, th- I think so. No, I think, I think so. no, I think it was a bit different. Like, I thought like in game one there was a bit more. What do you call it? Maybe not mistakes per se, but it's just like I don't think the teams were in it as in like. It wasn't overall balanced performance. I think more so in the second one, Jets were definitely doing better because, like, they were able to well better defend. I don't quite agree with that because, to be honest, I thought game two was pretty even. I I, I, I mean, no, they were close. If if anything, I'll say that you know I did feel like the Oilers generated the better chances in the second game. I don't agree with that. I don't, I do, I don't think Winnipeg. Like, I mean, aside from the first period, I don't think Winnipeg really threatened that much. Like Mike Smith no, was on. They they had Mike, more moments than we did. Mike Smith was on fire in the first, right? Like Winnipeg, like, like, like he was absolutely stoning them. But I think second and the third, very tightly contested. I'd give the Oilers the edge. 
Honestly, the opposite. First game, like Oilers should have won it. Like they had the better chances. Uh, oh yeah, we won we a high were, quality we were, game. Clear, but the second, we were clearly the better team in the first. Second, second is more debatable. Well, no. Sec- okay, so you're right. I I do agree that it was fine margins. Like that second game was very very close in terms it of was, like it which way it could have gone. It was very. Tight. I think Jets actually slightly outplayed us, and I don't mean just chances. I think just overall they slightly outplayed us, and I'll tell you, like, and I think that because well, I mean, either like I was. From what I was when I was watching it, I thought they actually had the better chances over like in total. We both had like it was close. Both goalies had to make amazing saves. So it was really close. And I, you know, I okay, obviously I could be wrong there when I'm counting, you know, which which chances you count as big chances. And I'm like, okay, you know, you might have missed one or two if you I just think Jets had the slightly better, like they had more moments where they were able to come at us hard and pelt us. I think they had those better moments throughout the game. Uh, it was close, but I think they just had more, especially especially when it was coming at the ending stages. I thought Jets were able to really pull their own, like really pull those good shifts out. Oilers were getting absolutely, I think Oilers were just getting run off the, I don't know what you like hockey fans would say, but they were getting like dragged off that rink, man. They were getting run ragged. Like Jets were coming in hard and literally like the last five minutes, I was like, guys, you're getting just like you have you're down a game in the series you have a chance to win it but if jets score in these last minutes it's over you're going to go down two games in the series and you're playing like you're trying to go into overtime while jets are just trying to win the game period it was really sad and there was more moments for like jets than it was for oilers like that yeah that's fair i did i did get i do agree at the very end of regulation, I got the sense that the Jets were playing to win, whereas the Oilers were playing not to lose. I did very much feel that. I did feel like we were just trying to hang on and get to OT, which I didn't understand because we needed the win. I don't right? think it was on purpose, Justin. I think it was just their lack of quality. Like, they couldn't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, I don't think this is a game plan. I don't think Tip saying... I mean, okay, I could be wrong, obviously, but I'm pretty sure no one wants to gruel it out in overtime like i under okay i understand if you're being outplayed for most of the game we're like holy shit man if we get to overtime we're lucky we just gotta take that breather go in right but this wasn't the case here okay i'll 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 say this okay about regarding tip regarding coaching in general in the series so far well i don't agree with tip loading up the top line and putting mcdry back together right at least to start game two he could have done that midway through the game right if the original lines weren't like if the dry line wasn't wasn't putting together chances right if if the mcdavid pliarv and kahoon line wasn't doing well but we outplayed them in the first game with those lines i i don't get the desperation to go back to mcdry right away because like that that's that's our trump card you know putting mcdry together that's when we need a goal in a pinch which is why i don't understand why he was so desperate to to start off game two like that right what i'll say is this okay other than that other than that decision though i do not blame tip so far for for the two games we've lost because i don't think it's necessarily tactics that's losing us these games man it's the lack of execution well, Sonia, I mean, yes, it, there's that, but it's also just lack of just real quality. Well, well and, and but that, that, that leads into execution. 
you know, like it, we haven't generated nearly as many great chances as we have, like in, in say, like our, our regular season series against Winnipeg. But what I can see is that chances have been there. Yeah. But guys are just flooding it. Like, well, it's, it's, you know, we're either, I mean, Hellebuck's the, been ridiculous. He's right? been, he's been really good. No, he's been really good, but it's not like he's been insane. Right. No, he's been insane. He's been insane. I, I, I wouldn't say he's been insane because we haven't generated many second chances. That's on us. I don't, Dude, there was there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit where hell. I mean, no, I well, mean, look, I'm not. I'm not saying better. I'm, I'm not you saying he always do I'm better. Not, I am not saying Helly hasn't been anything short of great. He's been amazing, right? But it's not like he's gone god mode, right? We uh, we we have not tested him as much as we have to. I no. Okay, see, the thing is, like, when you say something like that, th that means you have to be pelting like sixty shots of the guy. I'm not saying it's not. We, no, we had it's more not than enough chances it's, it's to win not, a game, Justin. It's not about quantity, dude. It's quality. No, we had more than enough quality chances in each game, in yeah. each game to win those games. Okay, look, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say like, yes, Hellebuck definitely is going beast mode right now. But yes, I do agree. Like, you can always do better with your finishes, with your shots. Well, There's I, I always think. I think the, Again, a shot that a goalie can't save. And yes, I, again, they could have done better. But my, still. And that's where execution comes into play, right? I think we can do better in terms of, you know, like, because I know, like, Winnipeg strategy is no different from Toronto and Montreal when they face us. They're collapsing around the net. They're attacking the puck carrier. They're swarming them. And they're leaving the points open. I've been telling you and Rahul in the group chat, like, a big weakness we have, right? And maybe you can blame Tip for this, for not putting in our best D-man from the point, Bouchard is that they're leaving the point wide open and our defensemen yeah. are so incompetent yes. they cannot get pucks on net like that you know oh. let's go back to last year let's go back to the plains what killed us other than shoddy def defending all around was the fact that dude freaking cuckoo scored like two or three like tic-tac-toe goals from the point just deflections we need those goals man but our demon just cannot hit the damn net. And not only that, there's something interesting that Tip actually mentioned in, I think it was today's press con. Our team, and especially our defensemen, just don't have the poise to know when to take a shot. It seems like when they're handling the puck at the line, at the point, it's like a live grenade. They're trying to get rid of it as soon as they can, but good teams that control the point that have defensemen that can score that can generate chances they know that they can wait on chances they know that they can fake they can they can fake a shot they know that they can get they can get into the slot area and create from there but our defensemen are just they're so it's like they're allergic to making plays from the point they just want to get rid of the puck that's what's killing us dude uh yeah no i mean i agree with what you said there in those first two games but the thing is like what was actually so, sorry, I just want to say, like, if if we had half Compton Demon from the point, right? And I don't understand because we do. Like, yeah. at the very least, Nurse, Barry, and Bear have shown in the past that they're competent, that they can run a power play. And not only that, like, they, they, they have offensive instincts, right? But I feel like they have the yips right now. Like, they have none of that patience, none of that poise that they've demonstrated in the past, right? And that's what you need. Yeah, no, I was going to say, like, with that point with, that you're making, uh, which which is a big one, especially for how our team plays effectively, it's it hinders us. But I was going to say, though, like, our defense 
overall, like mo- most of our defensive players, like, you know, we, uh, like most of our top guys, like a top four at least, like they were actually doing a better job in terms of like the the plays at the point, uh, hitting the net, that kind of stuff that you just mentioned. They were actually doing a, I thought I, well, I mean, okay. I don't rem- I got, I don't have the stats in front of me, but just like comparing it to previous seasons where like our defense had absolutely nothing going for them whatsoever. Like they were like our whole team was pretty much dead. So they wouldn't do anything offensively or defensively. It, it was a huge step up this time, especially with like guys doing really well, like the whole nurse and Barry uh, combo and just like them individually doing really well. Uh, and then, you know, okay. Yeah. Bear had some trouble and stuff, but then we had Bouchard. He was doing really well, uh, et cetera. You know, guys, even guys like Legison and whatnot, but just, we had better, like, we had better play with our defensemen this year, like, helping out plays, making plays from the point, getting those shots, actually timing those shots properly, right? Like, knowing when to shoot, like you said. Yeah, we still missed, yeah, we still missed a few, like, we're going to, yeah, we missed, like, more shots than I would have liked. But the thing is, like, and this is, like, I heard people, like, on online, uh, read comments, and some people, like, dude, in, in years past, I, I just had too much PSD from guys completely, like, missing chances like from the point like not helping whatsoever this time around it was happening more so I, I thought it was happening to a pretty a pretty good amount it was I, I would say it was pretty good for the season I mean yeah it could be better obviously it's not elite or anything but I think you're right dude I think there's something I don't know if it's the pressure of playing in a playoff game like having like knowing that you have to go hard right away and and or maybe it's like the panic or something I'm not I'm not completely sure what it is, but yeah, you're right. Like they're not making the same plays that they were doing before. And yes, the factor comes in where like you played Jets nine times already, and now you're playing them. You're gonna have to play them at least four more times, and now it's gonna be more than that if you want to advance. You know, like, no. could, it could, like I mean, I mean, I mean, we 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 could just play them four more times and win all four. No, no, I meant I meant like before playoffs started. Like, yeah, yeah. This is what the players would be like. Oh, we gotta play them another. But then what you said about the – yeah, so I think it's both, actually. I think it's, like – I think our players are kind of, like – they're they're not playing up to their usual standards, and that could be because of pressure, maybe. Uh, but also, I think Jets are also better or, like, more effectively handling how how we like to play. Like, you could, saw, you could see it. Even in the second game, I thought they did a much better job in terms of their game plan. I, I think it worked out pretty well for them, not going to lie it they know what they're doing now like it's they were getting absolutely crushed by our transition game sometimes in a in a majority of our games and we won like six in a row against them in the regular season McDavid was getting two plus points every game but it's that playoff experience right like they're not coming in panicking they're like okay you know coach and the coaching staff and the players are like okay we need to execute this game plan you know so like playing a more kind of defensive steady making sure you show up those transitions, that kind of stuff, uh, where where you can actually, you know, uh, cover up the star players. So like McDavid, and then you're right, Tippett probably shouldn't have gone with the top heavy. I mean, I, I don't know why he did that right away, but they're clogging up those lanes. They're crashing, like, sorry, they're uh, collapsing again, like, like in the first game. But th- they're also very, like, smart about it. Like, they know when to pressure the others, like when, when to, like, come and, use the four check and they had a lot of success in the neutral zone i thought in game two and it 
See, this is where you look at the Oilers, and it's just like you have to respond to that kind of stuff. You can't get rattled, right? Like you can see, like the the Jets players are trying to, like they're really professional about it. They have this game plan, and they're gonna try to execute that. And even if they mess up a few times, they're not gonna let it rattle them. Well, it's it's, it's it's poise, right? We're yeah, lacking, it's just I don't we're, see that we're, from the Oilers. We're lacking, and and that's the thing I was telling you in Rahul. Hey, like. Honestly, the Oilers are overthinking this. Yes, the playoffs have another level of intensity to them. You need to match and raise your game to that level. But don't get away from making... Sorry, don't get away from doing what made you successful, right? You got to play your game. You got to stick to your game. Being in the playoffs is like being on your game on steroids. You know what I mean? Like, it's like... You have to look at what made you successful and you have to stick to that. And it seems like right now, I'm going to be honest with you, the Oilers have no identity in the first two games. We're not creating, we're not playing like like us. We're not. Like, we're literally just, like, we're out there desperate, just trying to get anything, trying to get any scoring chance, trying to keep the puck out of the net. But we're not playing like the Oilers. We're not playing like the team we saw in the regular season. And that's the thing. I, I don't. Okay, so I'm not. I'm not too familiar with how playoff hockey usually works, or at least recently, because I only started watching hockey again like since last year, after like what more than a decade break, a hiatus, or whatever. But I think sticking to your game doesn't actually help as much because you have to be well. I would assume so. I'm just kind of basing on. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not saying at uh, you know at the cost of just going with your game, not making any adjustments, right? Like obviously you have to make adjustments. Um, you have to adapt. You have to adapt to the game, like to your opponent, as you know, as, as circumstances, um, you know, as circumstances permit you and for circumstances force you, right? Like like if you if you if you're facing Winnipeg right now, and you're down to nothing and you're in a hole. Obviously, like Tip needs to make his adjustments. Like the team needs to make their own. Um, like the team needs to make their own adjustments, right? But what I'm trying to say is that even even in adapting to a certain game plan, a certain style, you can still play your game, right? Again, like yeah. not to get too meta, but it is like a game within a game, and that's where the the whole mental side of it comes into play. Like, don't let that phase you as much, right? Just keep it simple do what you need to do to succeed against a particular opponent against a particular game plan but don't forget what made you successful that's what i mean it's those elements right and and like i you know your your game evolves right throughout the course of a season your game is adaptable it should be flexible right because like teams like san jose that's the reason that they didn't do too well in the playoffs actually like historically it's because san jose like historically like they they like especially when they were coached by McClellan, right? One of his problems was that they never made adjustments. You know, they they stuck to the game to their game too much, right? But my argument right now is that the Oilers don't have a game right now. Okay. Like it's just there. It's what what I'm seeing is a team that's playing, unfortunately, like a shell of themselves, right? But I I feel like I'm being a bit harsh though, because I you know that the caveat is like I don't even think we've been playing that poorly, to be honest with you. I don't, right? I- I don't. Yeah, I don't think we've been playing like particularly poor. I just. But don't I don't think we've been playing, playing particularly well great. either. Yeah, it's know? not great. It's. I think we're playing pretty pedestrian hockey right now. 
Yeah, I mean, it looks like it sometimes. Like, we're we're not terrible, but we're also not playing up to our potential. We're not in form right now. That's the thing, right? So I do want to say that a part of the reason why it's it's so tough when the Oilers is because Jets and oh, I had a feeling this would happen. Jets are doing really well to neutralize our strengths, like our game, like our typical game, which is like typically Oilers are a really good rush rush team, right? Like especially with our top heavy talent, it and then some of our more offensive minded defensemen, like it. That tr- those like offensive transition games and those rush games, like those are like our strengths, especially when you have like really skilled players, right? Like like McDavid, Dry, Nugent Hopkins, etc. Like those those one on one battles become like is using the space. Like they want to use those sp- like the space to be able to maneuver. But yeah, so I want to give Jets the credit on that one because it's it's so you know it's they're making it hard on us like it looks bad because they're making it hard it's not just that like, yeah it's, it's two factors right like they're making it really hard on us and we are like the Oilers themselves aren't playing up to their usual levels but they'll have to do even more than that to really overcome the Jets because they're finding this I think Jets are really finding this new gear right they're they're not looking at the regular season being like oh damn we lost so many of these games to the Oilers shit it's like no, no, no. It's a new series. This is where this is where the real hockey begins, and the Jets are really doubling down on that. And the other thing is, yeah, you're right about the whole, uh, like, Oilers aren't really looking like they have a game plan. Like, they're not looking like the Oilers that we saw before, where like they had the identity. It's it's kind of tough because I think most of that's just down to them not really. I don't want to say they're not motivated because I I don't like they care like they you know especially like you you look at the game and they're definitely like they they they're going in hard like they're trying right they're and then you look at their interviews after the game but I just. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is just like a whole. Is this like, yeah, it could, I, I don't know if it has to be a mental thing, right? Because Oilers can beat Jets. But I mean, aside from Hellebuck, I understand. I mean, they still had chances, right? Like they still played, they still played good D for, for the most part here and there, at least in the second game. The, the problem is they're just not. They're only showing flashes, like moments. They only have good moments. They're not playing a continuously good game. And I'm not saying, like, obviously you can't have, like, continuous 60 minutes of good hockey. Well, I mean, I guess you could, but that's hard. Like, you're going to have periods where you're being outplayed. That's fine. The problem is it just seems like they're so out of it sometimes. That's the thing that really scares me. I Like, this isn't a huge mismatch. It's not like they're playing Vegas right now. You can understand why they're getting absolutely destroyed in a period. Like, that's not how it is. Like, it shouldn't be like that. You're playing against a team that we match up really well against. And, okay, so Jets are now uh, changing up the game plan, and it's hurting us. That's understandable. I mean, I expected no less from, from you know, a team that's really trying to do well in the playoffs that has good talent. But it's just... There has to be a moment where, or like, there has to be like a point where you know the Oilers, like any any team, should be doing 
is that you're in the game the entire time, right? There's not these moments where you're just going out of it and then you kind of come back in like maybe five minutes later or 10 minutes later and then you kind of disappear again. It's just, it just seems like Oilers really aren't fighting for it the entire 60 minutes and it's kind of worrying because now it's two games in a row. And I'm not saying there's no fight. It's just, it is really disappointing when you lose the first game and that, that might have hurt them too because, you know, they should have won that first game. There's some really unfortunate goals scored on us. And then you go to the second game. And, and I thought they started off really well. They started with some good energy, intensity, physicality. They got some good chances. Or they were trying to. But then it falls apart at the end. And it just... It, it needs to change. Okay, one last question before we wrap up. This has been a very depressing, depressing topic. Do you think McDavid and Dreisaitl are ch- are choking? How do you assess their play so far? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say choking, uh, because I, I I actually thought they had. Uh, I thought they had pretty. I thought they did pretty good in the first game. Nothing exceptional, like not not up to their standards that we know. But I I didn't I I say it's better. It's still better than average or, or mediocre. Like still pretty good. I think they 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 actually were quite influential in the attack, and uh, they did they did help out on defense for for the most part. You know I I thought Dry was actually making some good plays. Which I was kind of scared he wouldn't, because it's kind of been inconsistent this season. But it is unfortunate that none of their scale was like able to really go high end. Like McDavid, for example, like he went through a few players, missed the net, and that's like what? No, no, no. McDavid would have got that net, like probably would have scored. Like what's going on? If Halibut made a ridiculous save, like okay, that's that's one thing that's understandable. And sometimes like Dry McDavid would just being absolutely hammered. Like you know, Dry is coming in, gets a loose puck. Right next to Hellebuck, tries to move around him. Hellebuck pokes him. I'm like, that's really well done by Hellebuck. But shouldn't Dry be able to completely outmaneuver Hellebuck's poke there, there, right? Like the stuff like that, and they're being shut down too much. Like too many moments where that happens, where they're just getting. I understand it's hard. It's hard to go up against like a bunch of players, right? When you get triple teamed or whatever. But these guys have serious skill to over, like to to move. Okay, Dry. Dry less so than Connor when it comes to like you know uh, deking de- past like more than two players. I understandable, but still, still, they have a lot of skill to get by players like that. But uh, the the other problem is they're yeah. So so second game, I actually didn't think they played as well, but I I still thought they were decent. Like they they ha- they did still create uh, quite a bit of chances. I thought they're still linked up well uh, with with the other forwards. I thought they were still positive overall. Uh, still helping out with defense, I think, but the other forwards aren't really like the whole team is just really sinking right now. So when everyone else is not helping out at all, McDry, sorry, they're really having to do it all by themselves, and then they're getting like quadruple teamed out. Of, like they're literally getting marked out of the game for for like significant portions of the game it's also really tough to do anything when like none of your teammates are helping you out. All right. All right. 
But no, I don't think they're choking. I think, I think they're going to come back with a vengeance. And when well, I say vengeance, I, I don't mean, I don't mean they're going to go like absolutely tearing it up and like getting like four points. I just mean they're going to be able to make the difference. I hope. However next, small that margin might be. I hope next week's podcast isn't going to be a conclusion to our season is what I'll say. But my thoughts on that before we leave though are that, you know, I think, I think it's hard when you don't have depth. I think it's hard that, you know, these two players have to shoulder so much of that load. And that really manifests in the playoffs, right? When yeah. checking's tight, when like every scoring opportunity, you know, is far and few in between, right? And you have, there, there's that much more pressure. There's that much more of a magnifying glass on you to perform. Mm-hmm. Are they choking? I mean, I wouldn't say choking per se, but what I would say is that, you know, like, I do feel that they're not executing like they can and that we know that they should and that they know they should, right? And that may very well be because of the pressure, right? Let's be honest, like, it, it's it's pretty daunting, even for even for superstars, like, you know, these two heart winners, right? That being said, though, just like you said, we're down to nothing. Our only shot is if these two step up, right? So from everything that we've seen so far, you know, we've seen playoff dry settle before. We've seen, like, McDavid had a pretty good play-ins last year. What? Excuse me, sir. It can happen. Not overall. He had maybe, like, a I game mean, and a half. Where pretty, he had pretty, like pretty, a half. pretty okay, okay. But he's shown he can perform before in clutch situations, okay? Sure. Here's, here's sure. what we'll say. It can happen, but will it? I guess we'll stay tuned, right? I I do want to say though, uh, but just before we end, uh, I don't think it's just McDry that have to step up. Like the whole, like you're not going to be able to win playoff series if your whole team doesn't step up. No, 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 for sure. Like the even whole against team, even against Jets, the like it has to be more than McDry. Has to be better. I I'm not arguing that the whole team definitely has to be better, but it starts with the two of those because if the two actually, don't, you know, maybe I shouldn't. If the two sorry, the, the way I said that, the way I said that made it seem like Jets are not a good team. That's not what I meant. I meant. <laughs> I meant the <laughs> shit. Okay, no, for all you Jets fans, sorry about that. Uh, Bro, no, no, what I meant is like no Jets more so fans, that no Jets fans are listening to this Oilers podcast, but no, no one's listening. No Jets well, fans nah. are gonna gonna listen to this. Yeah, no, I didn't mean like make dr- like okay, Jets aren't like that high end. Like they're not like one of those big contender teams. This is what I meant. Like McDry can wreck them like they did in the regular season. Like that's like all you need is them wrecking them. You could win the game. I mean, it'll be a bit tough, but you know, you could still do it. But here, it's not—it's not the case. Jets are definitely turned in for playoffs. The team has to have a good team effort. There has to be some good individuality, but at least like, if if the if the like at least like the top three lines are gelling together, if they're putting the hard work in, it could at least mitigate some of that lack of uh, intensity and fight because. Yeah, okay, sure. Like, you still need that quality, but then you can maybe leave it up to guys like McDry, for example, at the end. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you all, including Winnipeg fans. If any of you tuned in, we appreciate it. We really don't. We hope that we smoke you the next four games. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully next week isn't going to be a season wrap-up. Hopefully we have, you know, either, either like a Game 6, Game 7 coming up or... 
Yeah, boy. You know, we're moving on. You know, we'll see. We'll see, right? But kind of a more depressing, kind of more of more of a somber episode today. Unfortunately, Rahul couldn't join us, but you know, keep the faith. It's the playoffs. Anything can happen, especially when you have the two best players in the world. Alrighty. That's our podcast for today. Take care all, stay safe, and go Oilers.